Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, brhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. I have no idea where to go from here, but I feel oddly at peace with it. I feel okay about it. I'm really um, just kind of enjoying his presence this morning. This really is a day to celebrate. You know, we're going to um, help someone to make a public dec- declaration of their faith. It's, that's an amazing thing. And uh, so it really is a day to be, to be happy, and, um, and, and we are. We are happy. Um, we're also going to take communion together, which is another just awesome time to just remember what, what God's done for us. But, you know, we've spent the last month or so exploring this, this idea of the secret place of the Almighty, this place where we get alone with our Creator and we fellowship with Him. We are intimate with Him. We, we, uh, he, he makes His Word come alive to us and we uh, listen to hear His voice. And it's just one of the most amazing um, efforts that we could ever put our time and attention to. You know, we shutting our door, listening to hear His voice, obeying what He, what he tells us. And I don't want anything of me to get in the way of that. You know, I, I don't want any of, like, myself to ever hinder what he wants to do or say, the things he'd like to partner with me in that place. Um, and yet, it, it happens all the time, right? I mean, I continually fall short. Um, so my advice is become a really good repenter right? Just become like the quickest repenter. Amen. That's good advice. That's a good word. <laughs> That's really the only way to move forward with God. It's always sin that keeps us from feeling connected. I know in my head that he's always with me. So like when I pray like, oh God, please come and be with us. Well, it's silly. We, I know he's already with us. He's always He's always here. He never leaves. But my sin separates me in my heart from him. It puts distance between us on my part. And you guys probably know what I'm talking about. It's like if you've ever, right when you're getting to that place and you're trying to get quiet and alone with God, it's like my, my pride, my arrogance, when I've been a jerk, when I've been, whatever, that stuff like is all, it, it it's all I can really think about. It's like I'm not, I'm not worthy to even, you know what I mean? It's that lie that the devil wants you to believe that somehow you're not good enough to be in that place. And that's all it is. It's a, it's a lie. You know, and so if, you're, if your pride keeps you from repenting, just get over it. You are a wretch. <laughs> There's no, there's no getting around it. You're, you know, call your sin in exactly the, the, the strongest terms you can. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, right? I mean, just yesterday I was a horrible, I was a complete jerk to my wife. Uh, 
I was mean, I hurt her feelings, and I, you know, didn't want to say I was sorry, and, you know, so it's like, well, but, but, she, but she did this, or, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, every day I realize how far I fall short, you know? And the other day I was talking with a pastor friend of mine. Um, we were closing on a, on a on a house and he was there to pick up a check and so we were just chatting as we were waiting and he reminded me of that story of um, the first time that Jesus multiplied the loaves and the bread. Do you remember the loaves and the fishes? And he, and he did this really weird thing, Jesus did. Um, I forgot my Bible, it's in my office, but I've, I've got the scripture and it's John 6, okay? He says this, it says, Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And it says this really weird thing. It says, but this he said to test him, Philip. Okay, Jesus is testing Philip because he, Jesus, already knew what he was going to do. Jesus was testing Philip to see if he was living in the glory zone. You know, there's no, the, the simple answer to that test is, well, Jesus, why don't you just um, uh, break these loaves and fish and multiply them and feed these people? Like, that's the right answer, but Philip is living like a universe below, you know, the glory. I am failing the Philip test every single day, just about, because my thoughts are nowhere near that level of, you know, of... Um, that dimension where that glory lives. You know, my, my thoughts are so earthbound, my perspective. And, and so one of us needs to change, right? And he never changes. So, you know, if I'm going to get closer, it's got, I've got to, I got to start believing for more. I got to start being ready to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I fall short. Yep, every day. Do you think I need to repent continually? Yep. Every, every day, you know, I mean, so when you're in the secret place, be quick to repent. Don't make him talk you into it. You know, uh, it says, uh, uh, you know, um, oh, what does it say? Take heed to yourself. It says that over and over again in the Bible. Take heed to yourself, right? That means like check yourself. You know, the, that secret place of prayer, that is a place where we, it's like, you, the constant calibration of my soul. You know, I can kind of sense where am I at? Where do I need to be? That's how we need to be. And, and what God does is, and I'm not, I'm not talking about repenting of things like, you know, um, lying, stealing, cursing, pornography, fighting, uh, murder. I mean, I'm not talking like those big, blatant things. Like you, all, you don't need the conviction of the Holy Spirit to know that those are wrong. I mean, we don't, even, we don't even get to the beginning of this place till we deal with that stuff in our lives. Are we, everybody clear on that? I'm talking about that stuff that, that the Bible calls iniquity. You know, it's that stuff that's hidden within us. It's part of our flesh, our old man, that's clung, clung into the wrinkles of who we are. It's our pride, our arrogance, our selfishness our ambition, our... You, and God wants to help us to spot these things so that we can get rid of them. You know, he loves you exactly the way you are, but he also loves you too much to leave you that way. 
Okay. The Bible talks about this process as fire. Like the, that's the metaphor it uses, the fire, right? It burns away that stuff. Yeah, 2 Timothy um, 2 kind of describes this process. It says this. Lord, help me to understand this. It says, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Two things. Let everyone who name no, the Lord knows those who are his. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Paul is saying that the the Christian life is founded on two powerful realities. We're known by Christ, and we depart from iniquity when we see it. As we spend time with him in the secret place, he'll use that fire of his word and the fire of circumstances to reveal these things in each of us. You'll start to see yourself in a whole new light. You'll start to sense his unconditional love and acceptance despite your weaknesses but also his firm commitment to conform you to his image. It's both. It's yes and. Yes, he loves us unconditionally, and he wants us to look more and more like him. Thank you, Lord. This is a wonderful opportunity to embrace repentance. He loves you exactly the way you are. There's nothing you could do to make him love you any more. There's nothing you could do to make him love you any, any less. Any thought that wants you to believe that is a lie. And you don't have to listen. You can just know that his love is unconditional. But also that he'll continue to reveal these things in us so that we can, we, that fire we're, we're buying gold in the fire. As we, as we embrace this idea of rapid repentance, we're buying gold in the fire. We're becoming these vessels of gold and silver that are useful for honorable purposes in his kingdom. You know, not, um, you know, if, if you don't embrace this stuff, hey, the house needs clay and wood vessels too. But it's like you get to pick. Do you know what I mean? You know, I'm, not gonna, I'm not saying you're going to lose your salvation you know, uh, by not embracing this idea, but it's like you get to pick. There's wood and clay vessels. You know, hey, even uh, houses need plungers and uh, you know, other tools too, <laughs> but I want to be, be a vessel of gold or silver that he can actually use you know, for, for something noble, for something honorable. So I'll, I'll be the first to say I am... I'm nowhere even close yet. 37 years old, I, I'm hoping I get there for I'm 67 years old. I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to keep working on it. I'm going to try to just own up to my mistakes when I make them. I'm going to just, just going to acknowledge that, hey, I'm, I'm as big a mess 
as, as anybody. I got, I got my own stuff. And yes, Lord, whenever you reveal it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to repent from it. I'm going to try to make it something of the past. You know? Thank you. Why don't, we, um, why don't we all take just a minute? I'll get the ushers to come and help me with communion. And um, while they're passing that out, why don't we take each uh, just a private minute to l- ask the Lord to reveal some of these things to us? Maybe there's some stuff. There's probably some stuff you know for sure you need to, you need to shake off. So let's deal with that before we take communion. But there might also be some stuff... Y- you hadn't even thought of in a long time that's just been clinging to you, some little remnant of the old man. And let's just take a minute and, and shake as much of that stuff off as we can, buy a little bit of that gold. It's like mining for gold. I watched a thing the other day, and uh, the guy, you know, first he found one flake, one tiny little flake. He didn't even keep it because it was so worth worthless. He threw that away, and then he moved a little bit, and he found two flakes. And, three, and, and that was how he found where the vein was. He just kept mining for it, little bit by little bit. I want to keep mining, keep getting closer to where those, reward, those, those rewards start building up to something that has value. All right. All right. Amen. Let's, why don't you guys go ahead? Um, Rob's going to serenade us, and, uh, and we'll just take a minute and um, wait on the Lord. I think it's really appropriate, Tabitha, that we um, take communion before your baptism. That seems like a very appropriate way to um, to do things. I think we should probably always do that. You know, somebody makes that private decision in their heart to trust Christ, and then makes it public. I think, you know, taking communion is such a holy experience, remembering exactly why we're doing this why we're being baptized because we're being baptized with him we're being baptized into his death and raised in his in his resurrection right seems very very appropriate so on the night that he was betrayed and crucified for us when the meal was over he he took bread and he broke it and he gave thanks and said this is my body broken for you. Whenever you eat of it, remember me. And we do remember, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's eat. And in a similar way, he took, he took the wine and he poured it into the cup and said, this is my blood poured out for you as a sign of this new covenant between us. We're so grateful, Father, that you not only paid for our life, but you paid for us to have your life, have abundant life, everlasting life. We thank you that you bore our stripes and you shed your blood for us. And so we do this in remembrance of you. Amen. Tabitha, if you're ready, 
why don't you and, and uh, Pastor Rhonda come and uh, bring your towel if, if you have one. All that stuff. You know, even if you came here not planning to be baptized, but you'd like to be, you know, we can do, this we, we can do it. <laughs> we've got some, we've got some towels here. They might be dish towels, but if <laughs> three or four of those have to equal a regular towel. <laughs> Every time we baptize is a good time. So I just wanted to give um, Tabitha just a, an opportunity to, um, to tell us in her own words why, why she wanted to do this today. Um, I was just doing it as um, a rededication of my life to the one that died for me and also an act of obedience for if I obey what he asks, then he can trust me in order to do more for him. And that's ultimately what I want to show him as a sign of obedience. So no matter what he asks, that he knows I'll walk through with faith and belief in what he says. Amen. Amen. Well, then, it is, it is absolutely our honor to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that is fun. That is fun and powerful, always. I always want to uh, cry when we baptize. Uh, it's, oh, it's such a powerful moment. But um, I want to thank you guys all for being here and for being a part of, of um, such an awesome demonstration. And I love the way she summed it up. Like, hey, she, was told, she had told me before that um, in prayer, you know, she really felt like God had said she needed to be baptized before this next thing in her life. And, and um, so she, she heard and she obeyed. Amen. And I think that's a powerful sign that no matter what God asks her to do in the future, she's, she's going to do it. And so um, I'm just excited to, to see what that might be and, and to hopefully be part of it. So um, let's pray and, and then we'll, we'll uh, send you on your, on your way. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. You're an awesome God and your presence is the most amazing thing in, uh, that I've ever experienced in, in my life and, and I just want more of it. And so Father, help me to, to be quick to repent, to be quick to ask forgiveness, to be quick to, um, to call my, my own shortcomings and, and, and iniquity for what they are and uh, so that I can be more like you each day. Help us all to do the same. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you seven days from now. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help. Thanks, and have a blessed week.